Do you know what Captain Crunch's real name is? So I love Cookie Monster. We missed out on some critical development years, which explains a lot, Kurt. Because six and seven do not have an S in it. So what state, Kurt, is responsible for two-thirds of the world's eggplant? They make you take a math test before you can buy a lottery ticket. Has anyone ever called you a pig? Yes. A very fruitful hello to all of our listeners out there in smart drivel land. This is Kurt Schneider, your co-host. And I'm John Ellenthal, your co-host. And are we going to do an episode about fruit, Kurt? I was thinking about that. Whenever I think about fruit, I think about the word cornucopia. That's nice. Is that like a whole combination of fruit there that you draw a picture of? A cornucopia is that thing. It's like basket. A it's like the horn of plenty, right? It, it starts small and it gets to be big and stuffed with stuff. I always imagine grapes falling out of it and like leaves. Didn't Magellan sail around the Cape of Horn of Plenty? Horn, <laughs> no, that's good and plenty. Oh. By the way, you know what's fun about doing this podcast, John? What's that, Kurt? It's being out in the world and hearing back from some of our listeners who say things like, you know, I hadn't listened in a while, and I tuned back in. This is my friend, Paul. And I actually really enjoy you guys. So, okay, thank you for doing that. But I did have someone say to me the other day, a loyal listener by the name of Chris, and he gave me a little tidbit. He said, here's something I thought of. It's very smart, drivelly. And I said, what's that? He said, someone told me the other day that at marathons, a lot of people will carry pictures of the actor, Christopher Walken, he of, you know, Deer Hunter fame. Why? With a line through him. Oh, because they hate him? No. No walking. Oh, God. I can't <laughs> that. that. That's not a real thing, is it? Yes, it is. They don't want to be walking during a marathon. You got to be running. No walking. In any event, we are going to talk about one of our favorite topics today, something that you and I talk about, whether we're recording or not. And those are just mind-blowing facts. Things that we come across that we're like, no way. But then the other guy says, way. And it's a real thing. So I'm going to kick us off. But before we jump in, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Did you go to elementary school, Kurt? Yes. Did you successfully matriculate all the way through elementary school? Yes, there were some problems. But yes, I did. That's a whole different topic for a whole different episode. So you must know the answer to my next question. Can you please name all of the oceans on Earth? Sure. Go ahead. All right. All right. Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, uh, Atlantic, Pacific, Indian. Wait, there's got to be one more. Uh, I think the Arctic Ocean. That would have been correct answer until very recently, because when we were about to start this morning's podcast, I saw a news item. And we don't do a lot of stuff that's ripped from the headlines. Kurt. No, we should. But this is ripped from the headlines. Apparently, the National Geographic Society has now named a fifth ocean. No joke. It's called the Southern Ocean, and it surrounds Antarctica, and it joins the other four. So apparently, at least in the eyes of the National Geographic Society, which sounds very credible. Yeah. 
there are now five oceans. So we may have to go back to elementary school and uh, relearn a bunch of things. What do they call Earth when all the continents were together? Pangea or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So what were the oceans when we had Pangea? Just ocean it was called? <laughs> water? <laughs> I guess water. So getting back to the topic at hand, I always feel like I have to reel you back in because you go way off topic. And I'm always within the guardrail straight on. So yes, stay- those who are those who are new to Smart Dribble, that would be considered irony. <laughs> so it's bringing us back on topic. So let's stay in primary school or grammar school. When you were young, John, did you ever watch the TV show Sesame Street? Oh, you know, I did. What's interesting is because it didn't even start till we were about four years old. So we were actually old for Sesame Street. We missed out on some critical development years, which explains a lot, Kurt. I watched it. It was the favorite show I watched when I lived in Japan because it was the only show that was on in English. Wow. So I watched a lot. Origato, Mr. Roboto. So, which has also been talked about in podcast. So, so you watched it. And did you have a favorite character? Huh. I don't know if I had a favorite character. Big Big Bird. Big Bird is the first character that came to mind. So I'm going to go with Big Bird was my favorite character, Kurt. So not Bert and Ernie, huh? We've mentioned that topic as well. So this, is, I, this is episode 65. It's likely we've mentioned everything we've ever known or experienced already, Kurt. So I love Cookie Monster. I thought the guy was hysterical. Okay. I thought the guy was hysterical. Anyway, I found you're talking about mind-blowing facts. Do you know what his real name is? Joey. Sid. <laughs> the name is Sid? Was it ever used in an episode? I don't think so. But the Cookie Monster's real name is Sid. You know what, Kurt? That's amazing. If Well, actually, that's not amazing. That's mind-blowing. I didn't know that. And I think you and I should have a code word that if one of us starts going too far off the rails, we should just say Sid. As opposed to in, what was that movie in the early 70s with... Paul Newman and Rob, the sting, no, sting. <laughs> the sting, where they had a code where one of them would brush their finger up against their nose. Had they known the Cookie Monster's real name was Sid, they probably just would have said Sid. Unfortunately, that's audible, and I think they needed an inaudible cue. Exactly. Speaking of which, how good were you or bad were you at the game when we were kids, when you'd be in the room and people would put their finger on the side of the nose and the last person like, got punched or couldn't get the cookie or something? I wouldn't say that I was a Hall of Famer at it, but I made a couple of all-star teams. I was pretty observant, but sometimes I got wrapped up on telling a story or something that went on too long. I know that's a surprise to you. And everyone else, I would stop and everyone else had a finger on their nose and I lost. So I'm glad you mentioned Sid because two reasons. One, I'm very happy to know that. And there is no doubt that I'm going to use that piece of information at some point today probably at the wrong time. (laughs) So I have a parallel uh, mind-blowing fact for you. Ready. Can you name some of your favorite cereals as a child? Yes. Name a few and I'll stop you when you get to the one I want you to name. Okay. Captain Crunch. Oh my God. Stop, stop, stop. You really? On the first one. That was my favorite. I can't believe it was the first one you mentioned. Do you know what Captain Crunch's, by the way, it's Captain. Do you know what Captain Crunch's real name is? Henry. It's actually pretty close. 
Captain Crunch's full name is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. And didn't we just mention Magellan? Yeah. So Magellan's his middle name. I get the Magellan. Horatio, what explorer was Horatio? Horatio Alger. He explored the American dream. Getting back to mind-blowing facts. Oh, I'm ready. There is no number. And by no, I mean none. Zero, zip, zilch, squat. There is no number from one to 999 that includes the letter A in its word form. Ha! 1,000. You, of course, know that the number 1,000 does not fall in the range between 1 and 999 based on your aforementioned confirmation that you successfully went to and passed elementary school. But what's amazing is there's also between 1 and 999, no number with the letter S in it. So both S and A, because 6 and 7 do not have an S in it. Kurt, do I detect a little lipstick on your lips this morning? No. Do you wear lipstick? No. Have you ever met anybody who wears lipstick? Yes, and I have worn lipstick for, for plays in the past. Yes, we know that you are a once and future actor. Thespian. Jeff. Thespian. In fact, on your way to being a master thespian, which was a very funny SNL skit from days gone by. So they've calculated, Kurt, that for people who wear lipstick, yeah. they will actually ingest, eat four pounds of lipstick during their lifetime. Is that because they they do that to get their uh, the lipstick on so they, and some of it goes in? You know, what I put on my lips is chapstick and there's nothing like now. I, I think it's a mistake. You asked me about Captain Crunch and flavors. I think it's a mistake that they went with different flavors of chapstick because there's nothing like the original chapstick and the smell of that brings me back to my childhood. When I smell that chapstick, I am in snow boots that barely fastened that leaked. I had Wonder Bread plastic bags around my tube socks, and I put those in these snow boots, and I'm outside in so many layers, I can barely move my arms because we didn't have down jackets. We're like a Yeti. And I'm playing and doing snowmen and having a great time and getting sopping wet, and my socks are freezing, and I have that original chapstick. You do make a good point that layering back when we were kids was quite the bulky affair. You couldn't move. You see kids walking down the street, they could barely go. So speaking about cold, this is our train. I'm very on point today. I have a wonderful fact about our friends north of the 49th parallel. I hope it's mind-blowing, Kurt. Well, it's north of the 49th parallel is, of course, Canada. Canada, which is a landmass. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Very well done. It's a landmass bigger than the United States, but only has 30 million people, which is about, you know, New York City. California has more people in it than Canada. By the way, we should do a whole podcast on California by itself. I think it's got the fourth largest GDP in the world. It is is a massive place in and of itself. I recall that the New York State lottery is like the sixth largest lottery in the entire world. Same idea, but please continue. By the way, here's a mind-blowing fact. In some country, in order to play the lottery, you just made me think of this. In order to play the lottery... conversation works, Kurt. 
they make you take a math test before you can buy a lottery ticket, which makes sense. Noel, I guess I'd like you to confirm that you know that your chances of winning are not so good. Slight and slim, and slim left the country. Okay, so people in Canada eat oh, Canada eat more mac and cheese than any other nation in the world. Wow. <laughs> per capita, because there's wow. only 30 million people. I like macaroni and cheese, although, and I always like Canadian people. Maybe I should do one of those genealogy tests. But I doubt they're doing it in Quebec because that's where they eat that poutine stuff. Yeah. You and I are not big fans of soggy French fries, but apparently it's all the rage and it's vital culturally. So let's not offend our nice friends to the north who right now are listening, wearing their toques and singing to various Doug and Bob McKenzie songs. So you, there is a food that you and I do like to eat a lot. And unfortunately, we only find it at our local market infrequently. What is that food, Kurt? Lipstick. Exactly. A <laughs> lipstick with lettuce, tomato, and mustard to die for. I believe you're talking about baked, breaded eggplant. Yes, you and I are big eggplant. Melanzane. Aubergine. Aubergine. Given our affinity for eggplant, you might know the answer to this mind-blowing fact. There is a state in our country, United States, in case you didn't know which one, which country we're in right now, that is responsible for growing two-thirds of the world's volume of eggplant. So what state, Kurt, is responsible for two-thirds of the world's eggplant? California. It's not a bad guess, since, as you pointed out, it's one of the largest economies in the world, and by population and land mass. Plus, they do grow a lot of food. The answer will blow your mind, by definition, and by promise. It's New Jersey. <laughs> now, I knew New Jersey, which, of course, has goes by the moniker the Garden State, yeah. is famous for producing about tomatoes. Tomatoes, I understand, but what is it about New Jersey that makes it the world's not just the world's largest producer, the two-thirds producer of the eggplant. It's because the Sopranos was based there, and they eat a lot of melons on in the Sopranos. Yes, clearly there's a straight line. You were By the way, your syllogistic, your syllogistic reasoning never fails to disappoint, Kurt. Eggplant. Neither egg nor plant. Discuss. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Discuss. Okay, so... That's an interesting, mind-blowing fact. I would like us to talk, because there's a lot of crazy facts about the animal kingdom. Not the humans, because we did that in a whole episode around that. But I'm just going to give you a couple of them. Here's one that I think was hysterical. Crows can remember the faces of individual humans. But that's not what's amazing about crows. <laughs> They can hold a grudge. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe humans and crows are closer genealogically than we would have thought. How do you find that out? <laughs> I was just thinking when you said they recognize faces, my first thought was, how do they know that? And they probably showed the crows pictures and they had something hooked to their brains to see if certain parts of the brain fired up. But holding a grudge, I'm not quite sure how you measure that. I guess there are certain emotions that are triggered when you're that represent holding a grudge and you can see that. Physiologically. Right. They showed the picture. The guy recognized it. It was like, spat at it and took off. You ever see a crow raise its middle claw? 
Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's how they know. What do you call a group of crows? A murder of crows. Of course, of course, of course. How cool that's is that? That's a great one. That yeah. is a great one. That is a great one. Let's let's both commit to using that that mind blowing today. fact today. Since you brought up animals, yeah, and I know you have others. Yeah. Has anyone ever called you a pig? Yes, many times. Do you think it was intended as an insult? No. Yes, of course it was. Well, perhaps it wasn't as big an insult as you first thought. I'm going to blow your mind with a pig fact. A pig orgasm, Kurt, lasts 30 minutes. It may have been a compliment or a comment of admiration. Ah. Instead, you took it in a myopic view. You took a myopic view and thought it was an insult. You were being complimented or admired, Kurt. 30 minutes. So in the pay-by-hour hotels, you're bumming out. It's very expensive. Plus, yeah. just imagine how many cigarettes you have to smoke after. Uh, holy cow. Wow, good for pigs. You, had, uh, you brought us to the animal kingdom, so you must have other animal mind-blowing facts. Well, I just have two here. They're kind of related. Kangaroos keep growing until they die. At what point do they start boxing? They're good. Have you ever seen them? There was one the other day I saw on Instagram or something. The kangaroo was flexing and wow. like putting up its arms like biceps. And it was huge. It had huge biceps. Was anyway, it looking in the mirror? There was there was a guy like helping him flex. And I think he was trying to, I think he was going to fight Logan Paul or something. So, <laughs> ready. so the, but the one is not, the related one is, of course, jellyfish. You ever, you, you live near the beach, don't you, John? I do, Kurt. I've always yeah. been fortunate to live near the water. Yeah. You can yeah. even call me a beach person. Or I might call you Horatio Magellan Crunch. Or perhaps the son of a beach. <laughs> you are a son of a beach. So, you ever see jellyfish on the beach? Not only have I seen them, I've been stung by them. Emotionally and, our- and physically. In <laughs> our last episode, we discussed, of course, it's an old wives' tale that if you pee on it, this thing will go away. Right. That is so, not true. But if you want someone to pee on you, that's the way to induce it. Well, that's what gets you both mentally and physically. <laughs> that could be it. Yes. They're scarred by it. Well, so done. jellyfish, usually we see them and they're on the beach and they're dead. Yeah. Now I feel sad, Kurt. But I'll give you something good about them. Oh, jellyfish. They come back from the dead. They're immortal. So they don't come back from the dead. They do not die and they do not age. It's kind of like Zsa Zsa Gabor. They do not age. (laughs) Green (laughs) Acres is the place to be. They only die if they're killed. They do not age and they do not die. It's amazing. I'm surprised that humans, based on that fact, don't ingest more jellyfish or figure out how to put jellyfish into various products. Not that that would work, but that does seem like a human commercial enterprising thing to sell. What is the camel known for? Uh, It's humps and storing water. So it can go a long time without needing water. Yeah. Because it stores it in the humps. What is the giraffe known for? Long neck. Which of the two can go longer without drinking water? I bet you this is a trick question. I'll say the giraffe. If the name of this podcast were not Smart Dribble, would you have chosen the camel? Yes. Yes, you're correct. Or uh, the giraffe indeed can go longer without water. You remember I mentioned earlier that there was no number between 1 and 99 that has the letter A in its word form? Yeah. Well, there is one state 
the only state whose name can be typed by using just one row of the keyboard. All of the letters in its name are on one row of the keyboard. Only I got one it. State. Go ahead. I got it. Alaska. You are correct. I just looked at the middle row. ASDF JKL semi is the are the home keys. And I looked and I was like, and I just Alaska just popped out at me. I'm very pleased that you were able to identify it as the second row once you successfully said that it was the only state that was on one row. And then you identified it as the second row. If you were to do a little mental check of the states, you'd probably start with Alaska. Isn't it the first alphabetically? Yeah. You know, you know that great comedian who does the thing about abbreviating the states? Oh, okay, God, that is great. we got to abbreviate every state down to two letters. This will be easy. Alabama, A-L. Great. Okay, we're done. Let's go. Alaska. Damn! <laughs> I guess Alabama is first. So that, that comedian, who is probably my favorite comedian, is Gary Goldman, G-U-L-M-A-N. Listen to this particular bit about abbreviating the states and then listen to everything he else he has ever done. He is brilliant and hysterical. So speaking about not brilliant and not hysterical, but things that pop into my head when you were talking about giraffes and I'm thinking about the long necks. I don't know why this popped into my head, but all I can think is remember as kids when sometimes we get those fun, crazy straws that did loop to loops on the way up. I believe they were called crazy straws. How long of a crazy straw would it have to be for a giraffe? <laughs> you know, I think I've mentioned a long, long time ago that a mind-blowing fact that actually relates to the giraffe, because you did indicate that it is known for its long neck, that that entire neck is formed by only seven vertebrae. And do you know that at the Santa Barbara Zoo for years, they had a giraffe with a broken neck? Oh, oh, Kurt, now I'm sad again. But no, the giraffe was very happy, lived a very long life. Okay, we're going to wrap up, and I'm going to give you- have to wear one of those collars like you wear if you get whiplash? That must, yeah. have, been like, that must have been gigantic. That's Before a lot of Velcro. Wrap. What's that? That's a lot of Velcro. Before we wrap- I have one last one for you. Oh, please, continue. Okay, this one. <laughs> I saved this one for the last. Did you ever watch the movie Psycho? Of course. You know, Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, I'm just going to go with- yeah, I watched. Okay, like consider the first horror movie, right? And all this Psycho. Yeah, I watched. That's not why it was the first. <laughs> psycho was the first ever movie to show a toilet flushing. Oh my! <laughs> that is um, that is that is some breakthrough cinematography. Yep. Anything in the bowl that was significant? I don't know, but it was the first one to show a toilet flushing. Do you know that I read somewhere recently that Alfred Hitchcock did not have a belly button, which makes you wonder how he was born and yeah. all that stuff. But I did read that. So, Kurt, before we wrap, the word dreamt. Can you spell it for me, please? D-R-E-A-M-T. The only word in the English language that ends in an M-T. Now, of course, you're thinking of all the other words in the English language. But I got it. I got another one. Well, and I have a lot of friends that do this. You know, you study hard, you take CPR, and you drive around in an ambulance. What are you? Okay, but that's, that's not a word. You're an EMT. It is now. Okay, but that's, you appreciate, but that's an emergency medical technician, Kurt. Yeah, but now it's gone colloquial, and it's, it's considered EMT. I bet you it's in the OED. It's an abbreviated word, Kurt. It's an abbreviation. It is not a word unto itself. 
My final mind-blowing fact has to do with something that I think many American children have experienced, and that is having a Pez dispenser at some point. Can you think of a Pez dispenser from your youth? Oh, yeah. Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Felix the Cat. I watched Felix the Cat. And eating Captain Crunch, watching Felix the Cat. I also like Courageous Cat. Oh, Courageous Cat. Oh, that guy was great with a cigar. Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, yeah. He was a dog that was a detective. And he would, in the opening, he would like go into it. Like he'd be falling and he'd go through a file cabinet, come out the bottom drawer. And he, I guess he was a detective dog who did karate or kung fu. I think he had a tie, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that part. And of course, there's underdog, which, and oh man, and Popeye. But there has only ever been one person, one real person to be a Pez head. As we just pointed out with Felix the Cat, not a real person. I hope I'm not shattering things for you here, Kurt. Only one real person, Betsy Ross. What? I don't know. Betsy Ross is the only real person to be a Pez head. I was going to say Ronald Reagan. But here's the problem with Betsy Ross. No one knows what she looked like. How stupid is out of that company? It makes it easier to render her head on top of a Pez. Kurt, we are out of time, unfortunately, for this week's episode. We've had some fun things. We talked about some facts, whether they were mind-blowing, of course, is in the ears and eyes and minds and hearts of our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Kurt and I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Smart Dribble. Until then, we hope your life is filled with smart drivel. Kurt, any final words? Nope. We just want, well, I say nope, and then I speak. Thank you to our listeners. We enjoy you. We respect you. And we appreciate you. We absolutely appreciate you. And we would be thrilled if you'd go to any of our social media places, Smart Dribble, and share with us some of these strange, little-known, mind-blowing facts that you think are fun and other smart dribblers would enjoy. Bye, everybody. Rivederci.